Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, Business Building Warrior. I'm so glad you've chosen to spend a few moments with us today. We've got some pre-recorded content today since it's the weekend update, but it's probably content you haven't heard unless you join us on a regular basis for our live Monday night Q&A sessions with our entire community. Man, some good questions happen when we do that, and we'd love to share the questions and responses with you. That's what we do on our weekend updates. We'd love for you to join us some Monday. It's open to anyone in our community. The best way to hear about these and to get the links you need and participate is to be part of the free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com to that free Facebook group. Jump in there. Most Mondays we go live quite often. It's me. Sometimes it's some other folks on our leadership team answering any e-commerce or Amazon questions. Then we compile the best questions and answers into a weekend update for those who couldn't make it to the live session. So that's what we've got for you today. Hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. Thanks for taking us along. I'll cut right to the chase. Let's jump right into the content. Let's see what the team compiled for us today. So my name is Jim Cockrum. I'm the guy that founded this Facebook group that's about 74,500 people in the group. And we've got a podcast with hundreds of interviews that we've done from people in that Facebook group who have built successful businesses doing the stuff that we teach here. I've been in e-commerce for over 20 years, about 22 plus years now. The only income from my family and I, uh, well over 21, coming up on 22 years. I'm going to do my math right. That's the only income we've had. We homeschooled five kids. My wife was able to be home with them, not having to work or produce an income. So that's been our reality for a couple decades. We've launched multiple streams of income, but more importantly, been talking about my family and my experiences, the fact that this community is something truly special because we've seen hundreds, at this point, actually thousands of people come through our community and build beautiful businesses using the internet creatively to launch and grow the businesses of their dreams. That's what we do here. We like to start most people out if they're not sure where to start. We love starting people on Amazon because every day in the United States, Nearly half of all the transactions happening on the internet are happening in one place, amazon.com. You add together eBay, Walmart, all the Shopify stores, all the other sites out there. They don't add up to what Amazon's doing all day, every day. So that's the big opportunity in the room. It's growing by leaps and bounds. We're going to see record-breaking numbers again this Christmas season with shoppers and what they spent online. But the nice thing is it's still in its infancy. What I mean by that is e-commerce still only represents far less than 20% of all retail activity in the United States. So that's e-commerce in in total is less than 20%. Amazon is about half of that. So Amazon's about 10% of all retail in the US. There's another 10% that's all the other websites. 80% of retail is traditional brick and mortar, get in the car, go to the store, that sort of thing. A lot of people are surprised by those numbers. But the reason I point that out at this stage is because the future is very bright for those of us who are working on the skill set of e-commerce, who are finding creative ways to launch and grow businesses online, who are leveraging the platform that is Amazon. The world has never seen anything like Amazon before. I I think sometimes we don't quite have an appreciation for just how beautiful the opportunity is that's laid out in front of us. That one company has produced more non-employee millionaires than any other company in the world. More opportunity 
They've paid far more taxes. Some people say Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Yeah, they do. They've paid more taxes to the U.S. federal government than any company by far in the history of the universe. They pay a ton of taxes because of all the employees they hire. And those people all pay taxes. And Amazon has become very profitable. They weren't profitable there for the first, I don't know, 15 years or so. Then they became wildly profitable. And they've produced a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Amazon corporate policies, but I am a huge fan of Amazon opportunities and leveraging those. And we've identified a couple dozen different ways that you can build a beautiful business on Amazon. We like to start everybody with the same basic level, though, because from our vantage point, the system that we call replens is the lowest hanging fruit model, meaning the lowest risk, the lowest learning curve, the lowest total dollars invested required, and the highest odds of building a beautiful business. So we start everybody with replens. From there, there's all kinds of things that you can do. And you'll hear many stories. If you haven't been on our podcast yet, you haven't checked it out, go to silentgym.com. That's really the only link you need as a fan of this community. You're going to see uh, our podcast episodes where we've interviewed hundreds of our successful students, a link to our Facebook group, which most of you, most of you guys here probably came from that group today. Uh, there's a few people who may be listening to this recording later that um, didn't come from the Facebook group. You can certainly join us there if you'd like by going to that page and uh, clicking around here. I lost my place for just a moment. I'll be right back here. Oh, I had too many windows open. All right, there we go. And uh, some of the other resources you can find at silentgym.com, a link to the Proven Amazon course, which is the premier training course in the industry from my vantage point, as measured by sheer number of success stories, number of people who have used it to launch businesses, the length of time it's been around, the number of people who have contributed to the content in that course, how frequently it's updated, and best of all, the ridiculously low price point. It's less than 40 bucks a month, and you get all the Amazon training from all the smartest people in our community. We've been coaching e-commerce for, like I said, 20 years. We've coached nearly 10,000 students in e-commerce. All of our coaches from day one have a couple things in common. One, they've built an incredibly successful, beautiful business using the strategies we teach here. That's the first qualifier. The second qualifier, this has been true for 20 years, guys. Second qualifier, they've got a teacher's heart. They have an abundance mentality. They love seeing other people succeed. They just can't help but answer newbie questions, for example. So imagine having a team of about 60, 65 people that think that way. That's the leadership team of this community. Uh, we have annual events. It's The next one is May of 2024, coming up at us faster than we realize, right? Spring of 2024 seemed far away until we're about to flip the calendar, man. It's right around the corner now. So plan to join us in Orlando, Florida, May 23rd through 25th, if you can be there. We'll have hundreds of people from this community joining us. It's always a phenomenal event. It's the longest running annual event for Amazon sellers in the world, including Amazon's own events. Amazon doesn't have an annual event for sellers. We've got a longer running Amazon seller event than anyone in the world. That's a pretty cool claim to fame. It's our 12th year doing it. And we're going to be, like I said, in Orlando, Florida. The website is theprovenconference.com. All right, that's enough introductory comments, enough commercials thrown in there to keep my team happy, pay the bills, right? But let's have some conversations about your business, where you're at, what's going on, how I can be of help. And just to kind of set the floor a little bit, we don't have anybody with their hand up quite yet. So that's fine. 
We don't have anything in the chat quite yet. That's cool. But this is your time to ask questions. It could be anything from basic beginner questions about the proven Amazon course, about the strategies we teach here, about the tools we use here. Uh, I was on the phone here just uh, an hour or so ago with a coaching student of ours, had a couple things they wanted to run past me, some very basic level stuff, happy to dive into the conversation with them. I'm always learning myself by no means am I the smartest guy in our community. I've been doing it longer, but I learn new things constantly. So one of the themes around here, since no one has their hand up and nothing's in the chat yet, at least not that I've seen, let me check sure. Nope. Nothing yet. And even if you guys just want to say, hi, everyone, just to make sure the chat's working. There we go. <laughs> I see your comment, Cecilia. So it is working. But one of the things I want to talk about, um, since nothing's come across my radar yet from, the, from those of you joining me live, is the difference between an abundance and a scarcity mindset. Very briefly, I think that's what makes this community so special. And that is a very significant difference that you're going to detect here versus some other places you might go online where there's no shortage of negativity. And I would say cowardice and fear, and there's all kinds of craziness out there in the world. Here, we look at the world through an abundance, through an abundance mindset, an abundance lens, which basically, in the shortest possible fashion, means we see more than enough opportunity for anybody who wants to pursue it, and it costs me nothing to share that opportunity with others. That's an abundance mindset. A scarcity mindset is rooted in fear and scarcity and there's not enough and i've got to step on other people to get what i want abundance mindset is based on optimism for the future looking at all the amazing things that we're blessed to have in our lives and all the opportunities the time we're blessed to live in you'll hear us frequently around here say things like right now is the greatest time in all of human history to be alive to try to build business we've got access to the internet ability to build relationships with people globally, right? Sure, it comes with its challenges, but the opportunity is unlike anything any other people ever living on this planet have ever seen, how blessed we are, right? Those are abundance mindset type of statements. So we see a lot of that around here. We don't deny or block out challenges. We tackle them head on with an abundance mindset, meaning there's probably more than just one solution to any challenge you're gonna hit. That's the abundance mindset. Give me your challenges. Let's think up 10 possible solutions and, and ways to go around, under, through, you know, whatever it takes, get past this challenge. So there we go. Let's look at uh, some of the questions that have already popped in. Is there a payment plan available for our coaching? Absolutely, there is. I have what I believe to be, and it sounds very self-serving to say, I know. If you don't believe me, stick around for a while. You'll learn that we back it up with facts. We have the best e-commerce coaching program in the world. It's been running longer than anyone. We've served more students than anyone else in the world, 10,000 students. We have more success stories than anyone. All of our coaches are successful students who've built the businesses we teach here, and they have a teacher's heart, and they live life through an abundance lens. And yes, we do take payments for those who are interested in our coaching program. You can go to silentgym.com slash book a call as a shortcut link right to our calendar and you can grab a slot and have a conversation with someone on the team i'll stick that link in the uh, notes as well book a call is all one word i just popped it into the chat and that way you can have a have a friendly conversation with someone a consultant on our team 
And here's the thing. It's not just a big sales pitch to, to try to sell you coaching. We say no to pretty much as many people as we say yes to in coaching because not everyone has the margin to take advantage of coaching. And I'm happy to discuss that as a topic if anyone's interested. What do I mean by margin? A lot of people aren't ready for it. We only want people who are ready for it. There's a reason with 10,000 coaching students served, you're not going to find maybe one or two complaints. You could scour the internet for days. You're not going to find people who don't like our coaching program because we treat people the right way. We do it right. And we only let qualified people in. So have a conversation with us. We're going to leave you better than we found you, give you a shove in the right direction, give you some free resources, some great advice, tell you if your ideas are crazy or sound decent. I mean, you're having a conversation with someone who's talked to thousands of other e-commerce business building warriors, and they've seen what works and what doesn't work. A conversation with someone like that is time well spent. So book a call, have a conversation. If you've never done it before, we'd love to get to know you. How do I identify underserved listings? Well, typically when I answer questions around here, the first thing I do out of service to anyone who might be new is make sure that we're all on the same page. And then I tackle the question. So Humayun's asking a very good question about finding test-worthy inventory, finding ASINs that you can sell against on Amazon. The replens model that I told you about a few minutes ago, where we start virtually all new students. When I say virtually all, I'm talking like 95% plus of all new students who come into our group and say, okay, I'm ready to do some work. Show me something that works. I want to build a business I can be proud of. I understand Amazon's legit. Put me to work, coach. Here we go either through the course or through coaching, whatever, or just through our free Facebook group and podcast. We start you with replans, which is filling the underserved shelf space at Amazon. Right now, there's millions of listings on Amazon where if you jumped in alongside the other sellers who are already there, you could be selling easily sourced product at a price that's profitable to you on a regular basis and building a beautiful business. I recorded a podcast just last week with one of our top students who's actually helping us do some pretty cool things. But he's got a $3 million business doing what I just described, filling the underserved shelf space at Amazon, completely automated. He's got a couple people in his warehouse. He's got a couple of virtual assistants. And he just took a two and a half, three-week vacation to Europe and didn't even check his statistics. And his business grew the whole time. That's how automated his business is. We don't offer that to new sellers. He's been doing it a couple of years. He's grown to that point. But the opportunity is there nonetheless. There's plenty of people in our community that just make a few extra hundred dollars per month with this strategy as well. But to back to Huma Yoon's, Huma Yoon's question, let's talk about underserved listings. I slightly prefer test-worthy listings or test-worthy ASINs, if I can just adjust your question just a tad. Because just because it's underserved doesn't necessarily mean it's worth me testing. Because if it's underserved and I can't make a profit, I'm going to leave it underserved, right? But if it's test-worthy, now it meets some other criteria. And that means I can reasonably expect if I go get a couple of units of that product and I list it against that ASIN that I'm going to worst case scenario break even, but I have a reasonable expectation of making a profit. So the scenarios range from break even to making a profit. And very, very rarely am I going to take a loss if I'm doing it correctly. I spent some time with a coaching student today who wanted to spend some time with me and I was, it was my pleasure to do it. And she was a little frustrated. Some of the ASINs that she thought met the test-worthy standard and she was giving it to me. And I was pulling them up on screen. I'm like, no, no, no. I never would have tested that. 
here's why. And I went through the reasons and I showed her what I was thinking. So being able to identify test-worthy ASINs is big. And what's that mean? Again, I have a reasonably high expectation of making a profit. And my worst case scenario is I break even if that product sells, if, if and when it eventually sells. If I have to drop my price, I'm still approximately break even. That means it's test-worthy. That's it. You can go listen to podcast episodes. Here's some very useful episodes for you. 554, 555, and 612. 612 is one where my good friend, Robin Joy, who just joined us. Hi, Robin Joy. We'll bring her on in a minute. I'll have her talk about our Kickstart group here in a minute. Very inexpensive way to get into some group coaching in our, in our proven Amazon course family. But she did that episode where she has a, a step-by-step test. It's a three-step test to help you sh- help you know. And this is a free podcast episode, guys. It helps you know, is this a test-worthy ASIN? Now, some of the basic skills you'll need before you can identify a test-worthy ASIN are KIPA. You need to be able to read a KIPA chart. If you don't know what KIPA is, go listen to podcast episode 369, or better yet, become a proven Amazon course student, and we will walk you through step-by-step all the different ways that we've identified, and we're still uncovering new ways on how to use that tool. So the briefest possible answer to Huma Yoon's seemingly very simple question is, how do I find underserved ASINs? It's, you know what, let's look for test-worthy listings on Amazon where I have a reasonable expectation that I can make a profit. What do those look like? Let me give you a couple specifics before I turn you loose. For me personally, I never buy more than two or three units of anything when I'm testing it. I don't care what the price point is, how great it looks. I'm buying two or three units. If it's got more than, let's say, 40 to 50 drops on Keepa per month, which is a data point that you can easily learn how to go find. And my worst case scenario being the buy box price, which maybe let's say it's floating between $22 and $23, typical buy box for the last six months. And I know that if I sold it for 22 or 23 bucks, I'm getting all or almost all of my money back at that price point. That's the case. I'm testing it and I'm going in a little higher than buy box and I'm leaving it alone for a few weeks. That's an example of test-worthy inventory, test-worthy ASINs. I have recently posted over 60 examples from the past few weeks alone from my own personal Amazon selling account of ASINs that meet those qualifications that are selling on a regular basis frequently, several a month, well above buy box in my own personal Amazon account. There's a training module in the Proven Amazon course that goes through it step by step, but I've also made a whole bunch of Facebook posts in the Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com to that group if you're not in there. Look for the recent posts by me. You'll see it. I'm adding to it constantly. If you're listening to this recently, it was like mid-October through November into December of 2023. I would just would check my statistics a couple times a day and just say, hey, what's selling right now above buy box? And I would pull a couple examples, take some screenshots and show everybody what the Keepa chart looks like to help encourage you to the fact that there are millions of test-worthy ASINs out there right now, but they need to meet those qualifications. There we go. I got you. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Good evening, everybody. I'm so blessed. It's good to talk to you. My first time talking like in live, actually. I posted a few times on the okay. um, Facebook and I really get like great support. So very quick about our story. Um, we do have like Amazon, our account with my best friend. 
women's own company. <laughs> so we opened like three years ago before COVID and we try very quick PL just for, for with a hundred units. It sold out, but the manufacturer actually mistakenly sent us the wrong design. We push it and we sold it out. COVID came and um, some personal events happen afterwards. And we decide to start away in RA in September. So we have been like literally um, selling for the last two and a half months on Amazon. Okay. In sales around like $7,000, but I reach out to you and I signed for the seller board and I saw my real numbers and it was very discouraging. <laughs> we are ungated in groceries. So like majority of the ASINs are in groceries and the ROI is like around 30%. But it kind of seems that I have to fight. I do manual repricing like probably once or twice a day just to see, to get, you know, the feeling of how the ASINs are selling. Well, the numbers are not thrilling and it was a little discouraging, but nevertheless, we continue. So my question for you is like, I don't know if the groceries are the best category for rookies to start with. I understand that we need to target a little higher ROI, but and I signed I signed for the courses. We are starting with a kick kickstart bootcamp in January. But what are other other categories I can try, and what should be my target ROI just to increase the profits? Because right now I know that I made money for Amazon. I didn't make money for myself. Sure, and that's easy to do, right? Anybody can do that. <laughs> The challenge is to make money for yourself and then be grateful to Amazon for the opportunity, not just to make them have them make money and you're sitting here breaking even. But I would say this, congratulations. I mean, you've built a viable business with momentum. Now you haven't made a lot of money yet, but you've learned some very valuable lessons. You're heading in the right direction. You're asking a lot of the right questions. You are way ahead of the vast majority of people who are bouncing from idea to idea, from scam to scam to, you know, course after guru and membership and all that. Like you found the right place. You found the right opportunity. And from my vantage point, you're just a couple little tweaks away from having a beautiful system. And how much of our podcast have you listened to, Tatiana? Have you listened to a few episodes? Yes. Like I listened to, to the... Um, replans to keep, uh, I went through one Amazon 101. I'm just okay. finishing the replans course. So it's gotcha. few under our belts. Well, what I'm trying to accomplish with that question is just making sure that you have validated in your own mind that this is a viable opportunity that's working for a whole lot of people. Because initially when you're looking for inventory, it can be a little frustrating. And one of the reasons that we feature hundreds of success stories on our podcast is so you can listen and hear people saying, okay, I struggled for the first three months. I struggled. The first 100 things I sent in, I never should have bought. But these are people who now have five, six-figure-a-month businesses who have scaled and they've built teams and they have these incredible systems and it's making them a lot of money and they're having a lot of fun, right? So you're learning. Your learning curve is still ramping up. But the beautiful thing about this model is it's not a pricey thing to learn the ropes. It's not an expensive thing for you to figure out those basics. So you're right. You said it. One of the most important things of everything you just said, in my opinion, is you need to look for higher ROI items because knowing your numbers is vital. You mentioned you're using Sellerboard. They're a great sponsor of this community that really helps you know which of your ASINs are actually making you money and which ones are only making Amazon money. 
You can go to silentgym.com slash numbers to see Cellarboard's offer for this community. It just costs a few dollars a month and you can really know where you're making money and where you aren't. So it sounds to me like you need to adjust and be a little pickier about what's test worthy and what isn't. Your question was, is grocery a good category? Absolutely. If you're approved for groceries already, every category is a good category. The only category I kind of stay away from is the ones that offer warranties on higher end products, like higher end electronics. I tend to stay away from, I don't want to mess with people complaining about warranty issues on high end electronics. I don't do that. Pretty much anything else on Amazon, it's good to go. And if you've been approved in food, you're going to find it very easy to get approved in just about every other category on Amazon. Just sell it against a few ASINs in that category that you are allowed to sell against. The whole category is going to soon open up for you. A lot of times people say, hey, what category should I be in? It doesn't matter to me. I could care less about the category, the product. I'm looking at the ASIN through the lens of Keepa. What does Keepa? And it takes me, I've been doing this a long time. It takes me about 30 seconds tops to say, yep, this is one worth testing or nope, I don't want to test this one. And the the bottom line, I kind of already hit Tatiana in the opening segment of this discussion tonight is, is my worst case scenario break even? But that's easy to say. It's a little harder to actually do the math. I talked to someone recently who thought they'd done the math, but they were buying eight pound bags of bird seed. They hadn't done the math. That's expensive to ship. They weren't doing the math right. So you got to know what's this thing going to cost for me to handle, to send into Amazon or to sell myself, you know, all costs involved. Can I break even at the buy box price or above? If I can't break even at buy box, typical buy box over the past historical, you know, three to six months, if I can't break even there or slightly above that price, I don't know that I want to test this thing because I might have to drop my price down to that point to get rid of it. And when I do drop my price, am I going to be able to get rid of it? You can hop on plenty of listings on Amazon where it doesn't matter what you do with the price. It ain't selling. It's going to sit there. And Keepa can tell you how to stay away from those duds. That's part of what you're learning. So you just got to get better at finding test-worthy inventory. Picking losers is a good way to learn how to pick winners. I think that's a good tweetable line there. I just used Robin Joy. We're always looking for a good tweetable line. Picking losers is a great way to learn how to pick winners because... It's kind of like, you know, wrecking on your bike is a great way to learn how to ride a bike. You know, put on your helmet, put on your pads, go wreck a few times. That's kind of what you're doing. That's the stage you're in. And, and you'll be up and rocking in no time, I'm convinced. You asked about a repricer. It may be a little early in your journey to be worried about a repricer. I think you can manually continue to reprice and be just fine once you have maybe 50 or 100 ASINs. It's time to start thinking about a repricer. Let's see, what else did I miss from your question? Private label. You started with the PL model, which around here we call the pants loss model because 95% of everybody who starts with that model loses their shirt, loses everything. It's like, it's just pouring money into a black hole, man. Bad news. Expensive courses, oh, we, expensive tools. We broke even then. You know, oh, we congratulations. Broke even. We actually, you yeah, were the we rare exception. <laughs> you were the rare exception. Because, and, and I would say the fact that you found a little momentum there, congratulations. Why not revisit it, tweak it a little bit? You kind of know what you're doing there. But what we don't like to see is people go spend tens of thousands of dollars, fill a garage with inventory that they simply can't move. But it sounds like you had some good instincts there. So you've got a lot of opportunity open to you. Yes. Hopefully that was a helpful answer. It was a long answer, but I'm trying to help more people than just you yes. as well. It's kind of just final comment. I would say like it's 
I think that we we have we got stuck with the sum of Dyson's that are not the great, but you know the greatest. But I'm gonna try to push them and sell them for break it even. And yeah, kind of seems that yeah, the ROI. It kind of seems that we're looking for the profitable price. Yeah, we are finding it. However, when we send it to FBA. And, you know, like, and they're available, you know, prior to that going to be a week or two until Amazon moved them to different fulfillment centers, you know, like price might drop or a lot of people are going to jump in. I mean, those are inevitable events and we have to deal with that. But as I said, like sometimes we're going to find the gems. And I think once we know what the gem looks like, you're going to be looking for more of them. So uh, we're still learning. So, yeah, well, you're going to find plenty of break-even products. That's fine. You don't. You just don't want to be creating a system that finds only losers, or predominantly yeah. finds losers, or finds half losers and half winners. Those are bad news formulas. If you're finding okay. a lot of break-even products and a lot of winners, now you're onto something, and that's going to lead to a whole bunch of other opportunities as well. Go deeper with brands, get a relationship going, build a bundle around hot brands, help a brand represent themselves on Amazon, help them get launched themselves. And you get paid a percent. There's so many different ways to do this, but replens really is the base level training for this. But you're doing great. You're right where you should be at this stage. You, you mentioned you're going to get into Kickstart. I'm going to use that as a segue yeah. to bring in Robin Joy. She'll tell you a little bit about who that's for, what it is. It sounds like you've already signed up for that, which yep. is a great call. Okay. So you'll be meeting and hearing more from Robin Joy soon. Robin Joy, take Thank it you, away. Jeff. Tell us about Kickstart Bootcamp. Good to see you, my friend. We got a crowd here tonight, don't we? Hey, yeah, there are a lot of people here. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. Good to see you, Jim. Good Life to see is you good. Too. Um, Kickstart Bootcamp. We are having a ball over there. We welcome anybody who wants to come and join us. It's pretty basic. Just uh, we go through how to find your first item, find one item, get it shipped in, all the mechanics of of how that works and what's okay and what's not okay. We, it's pretty limited. But it really, really helps people to get over. Um, I like how Jim calls it those little mole hills that seem like mountains when you're first getting started. And that's for real. It really feels like a big thing. So let us help you walk through it. We have four weeks in a in a Facebook group where you can ask whatever questions come up. We have some videos and information materials to go through to help you get from from the beginning to the end of the workshop and there are four um, question and answer live zoom calls where you can actually ask me questions well I'll, I'll show up and talk to you about what's going on and and uh, give you advice for the next thing to do so we would be happy to have anybody come over that wants to come over we have a good time Outstanding. Yeah. It, a one-time payment of 39. I think you mentioned that. And it's proven Amazon course students, I'd say about 75% of them at this point are saying, yeah, I want to do that. Group coaching. Are you kidding me? With one of the, the top coaching leaders on our team, Robin Joy and Brian, her husband, lead one of our three coaching teams. So we've got 60 plus coaches and they're divided into teams. Brian and Robin Joy know their stuff. They've built beautiful businesses. They've got a great story. It's not that long ago. They were both clueless newbies which Brian call himself the king of just not getting it, right? Like clueless came in, got the proven Amazon course, became successful students, got into coaching, grew even faster. Now this is what they do. And Brian still has his, his full-time job, if I remember correctly, but this is, this is a job on the side that they've squeezed into their life and it's going beautifully for them and great leaders. And you'll hear him 
they've created much of the content in our in our community as well in the proven Amazon course. Some great folks. That's who you get to hang out with if you go through the Kickstart Bootcamp. Silentgym.com slash kickstart has information on all that. Yeah, great job, Robin. Good to see you. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you doing this as usual. And, Good to uh, see you, man. Appreciate your time. Good to see you. My question is, I stumbled upon on Seller Central the new selection recommendation list that basically has a bunch of ASINs on it that Amazon feels fit similar category and products that I'm selling. And I've looked through them. There's a bunch of good ones on there. My question is, does everybody get that same list or is it based on what I'm selling? Because obviously I don't want to I don't want to suddenly get a list that, you know, 5,000 of us are on, but I want to get one that's, you know, I can kind of go after and, yeah. uh, and, and not have the price tank on me, so to speak. Here's what I would do with that list. The same thing I would do with any buy list. You can use it the wrong way or you can use it the right way. The wrong way to use the buy list, which is the vast majority of people who are buying lists of hot products, it's a mistake for just about everyone who's doing that. But if you sit on it for a while, a week or two or three, because I don't know the answer to your question, how many people are seeing that suggestion, but I could wait two or three weeks and then revisit that ASIN after Amazon's not mentioning it to anybody and see what it looks like on Keepa okay. and make my decision there. So it's just another source of ASINs for me to review and put through that lens of, is this a testworthy ASIN for me or not? But what you don't want to be doing, it's, it's the equivalent of, and this should make sense to everybody. Let's say, let's pick a national grocery chain in the United States that puts the same stuff on sale across the whole U.S. on the same schedule. I think Kroger does a lot of that. So we've got whatever whatever brand peanut butter is on sale for everybody in the United States. Well, as soon as it goes on sale, it looks pretty attractive until everybody buys it and now it's just not. So what you can do is you can just wait a few weeks and see if it's still an attractive thing. Or you can just hold the inventory and send it in later if you have to. You know, that's a good strategy yeah, it, as well. It does say it refreshes every seven days. So I'm curious to see, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of flag a couple of them for myself and just see where it sits for, you know, a couple of weeks and then give it some if time. They're still there, we'll go out there. So that's great. I appreciate yeah, just it. give it some time. That That's a great thing to do. If, if someone says, I don't know what to do with this ASIN, what should I do? Wait, see what it looks like a few weeks from now. Move on, find another okay. <laughs> That's the general <laughs> advice, right? Is that helpful? Yes, very. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Good to see you again, buddy. Sometimes I'll, I'll be boxing up a bunch of stuff and in my head, I feel like there should be no issue with it going to the same location. And then when you get to everything will fit in one box, it'll say, yep, except for that, 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 and then, you know, it's going to be in another box. And then I kind of got to, um, you know, fumble around with, okay. And then I can add more, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yep, I do. Okay. So is there, a way to tell, is there a way to tell beforehand before you're ready to pack it up that, Oh, no, these probably need to go in another. Is there any way to, to so you, you know, the, I don't do this part of my operation, but I, know you. I do know that there's software that people are using I think it's called Boxed. I think it's by um, ScanPower. And that helps navigate this scenario a little bit. You can also pay a little bit more per unit and make it all go to one place. 
that's always an option for convenience. Uh, but as far as having to send stuff to multiple distribution centers uh, and, and figuring that out before you get your stuff packed, I would say that would make an excellent question to ask in the group to see how people navigate that. Because I've heard a handful of solutions beyond the two that I just mentioned. And that's Robin Joy. Do you have anything that comes to mind for Brian specifically to, you know, I've got my 15 items here or, or 50 items and I'm starting to box them up and they're all going to go here. Oh, wait, nope. Some of them go to this DC over here, pull them out. Like, how do you guys avoid that on your team? You know, we don't, we don't avoid it. You can sign up for, uh, there's a, there's a, charge for it. Amazon will let you sign up for a, um, a, uh, send it all one place, right? I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember what it's called either, but there's a charge for it. And the reason we, the reason we don't do it is not because of the charge, but because we want our stuff distributed as soon as possible. If we send it all to one place, then we have to wait for them to actually then go and distribute all it the again. Transfers. Yeah. Seems like that limits it a little bit if we if we do it, send it to where they want it to. So there's still some of that, but that's kind of the way we look at it, if that's helpful. Yeah, I just didn't know like um for instance, uh you know had a 50 pound box and normally I I, I try to keep them under 49 just in case. But it was real close. And I'm like, there's no reason in my head why this all shouldn't be going to the same place. There's nothing like hazmat or anything weird like that. And anyway, um, I'll work on that. But I'll, I'll go to my last question real fast so I don't steal everyone's time. But I'm about almost a year into this, not quite, say, like uh, nine months, 10 months, maybe. And I'm considering uh, hiring a VA in the Philippines, four bucks an hour maybe for 20 hours a week, that's 80 bucks to really do a lot of work. And it's a win-win because they make way better money there for four bucks an hour. But I think that would be really helpful to like expand because I want to expand. I've really been focused on groceries, quite honestly, for this whole first year, just as a trial run, see how it's going. And it's not going bad, going okay. It's more of a side hustle at this point, but I think a VA would be really good to expand out into other types of ASINs as opposed to me going out and, you know, up and down aisles and all that stuff. I don't know. What do you think about that? And what's the best way to find a VA? <laughs> I did a podcast episode not too long ago and I was trying to look at the, oh, the number. I'm not going to be able to find it in time. If this ends up being a podcast episode itself, I'll stick it in the show notes for this conversation, but it was about all the things to look for in hiring a VA, all the uh, things that can go wrong and how to hire them. I just talked for about an hour, hour and a half, maybe even just here's what you need to know. And it really is a great overview of, like you said, hiring a virtual assistant from the Philippines, that first hire, you want them finding new test-worthy ASINs for you. They'll never be better at sourcing replens than you are. That's kind of rule number one. That's not an easy button. It's not a shortcut button. You're going to be the main person training them. We've learned that yes. lesson multiple times from, from different people who's like, oh yeah, I'll sign up for this. Yeah, yeah, I understand replans. Just give me a good VA. And then they go off and buy everything the virtual assistant sends them and they dig themselves a big hole. <laughs> like, no, yeah. we don't want to do that. We want you to be capable of training your VA. They're going to be as good as you are. And you're still going to have to feed them, hey, work this website. That's one of the suggestions I make. So you can ensure they're doing hard work just for you is you tell them, I want you to work this website. I want you to work this grocery store off of these pictures that I took off of these store shelves, right? So you're not just saying, hey, send me some good winning inventory. 
My job's here is done. I've got someone else finding good inventory all day. No, you're still going to be feeding them, educating them, training them on what, why this certain ASINs don't qualify for your standards, right? Uh, yeah. But the opportunity, I call it the greatest leverage point in all of e-commerce is the opportunity to hire somebody for three or $4 in another country, US, that would cost you 30 to $40 an hour mm-hmm. here in the United States if you hired that same quality capable of individual who's capable of producing the same results because there the the money just spins it goes so much further you gotta you know the the average hourly worker in the philippines is one dollar per hour us so you're offering basically four times minimum wage to work hard for you so yeah you do want to leverage that but it's not an easy button and as far as hiring them look up that podcast episode i think i did it back in october or so if i remember correctly but it's a it's a really good episode. I was pretty proud of how it turned out. All the things you should be looking for, how to hire them, what can go wrong, how to avoid it. And uh, yeah, rather than try to cover that here, it really does take me about an hour to go through. But once you know it, you know it. It doesn't take me eight hours. It takes me an hour. And now you're pretty potent when it comes to finding a good VA on your own. And there's also a module for the Proven Amazon course students inside the course, things you should know about hiring a virtual assistant, how to do it, how to pay him, when to do it, that sort of thing. And uh, that was a course put together by someone who ran a company that trained virtual assistants for e-commerce. So he put that together for us. Great. Yeah. I, I sure wasn't implying that uh, I'm not looking for any shortcuts or anything. Oh yeah. And you know me, I educate the audience when I answer I know, the no, no. questions. I so know, I know yeah. you didn't need to know a lot. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you. Great question. What are you hearing around the office? Anything popping up these days that uh, that you know you want to make folks aware of? This might you know just always episode. there's always great stories running through here. Bringing more moms and dads home is kind of the the mission, right? And we've got so many great opportunities to get the help and the training that you need to realistically do it. One of the things I'm most excited about coming up for this year is the workshop, the 100 ASIN workshop. Oh, right, we haven't talked Bob. about that yet tonight. Yep, to Robin Joyce here. Yeah, yep. fill us in. Man, great opportunity to just have a, a marathon week for your business and get a ton done. You know, two birds with one stone. Come to the Proven Conference, come a couple of days early, spend some time with us and Brian and Robin, and let's get you on the path to 100 ASINs or 1,000 ASINs for that matter. I think it was very telling in the last training that we did. We had all experience levels and everybody benefited from that workshop. It's not just a newbie beginner training. We had advanced sellers that were still picking up new nuggets and are able to take their business to the next level based on what they're learning there. I think just the process and the organization and, and having that structure, it makes a big difference for most yeah, people. Absolutely. Robin Joyce, since Matt brought it up, why don't you fill us in a little bit on what you and Brian have planned and, and your thoughts on that? Since it's kind of your baby, it was your idea and we ran with it. Huge success the first time we did it. Hey, thanks so much for bringing that up, Matt. Um, since you brought it up, yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. That is one of our favorite things to do. We did one in September, and like Matt said, we just got such great feedback. What we do is we do the actual, we do it workshop style. Roll up your sleeves, bring your computer, turn it on. Let's do it the way, let's show you the way we do it, the way we show new people how to do it. And what we do is we show you how we source the product, And we show you how to decide if that's a good ASIN to test or not. We show you what your plan will be if you use this method, what you can expect. We say that the three-step check with a four-week test can get you a five-figure business within six months 
if you're consistent. So if you want to come and see how we're doing that, see how people are really laying a really solid foundation on their business, people who've gotten started but haven't gone far yet, people who have um, gotten started but need to kind of start over. We have a lot of people, a lot of clients we work with that just kind of need to start over and get this thing the foundation built solidly. Come and join us. We're going to be two full days. Brian and I are going to be there. Jimmy Smith is going to be there. Matt will be there. We'll have all kinds of people that can help you and you can talk with personally, along with what we've found is the value of other people in the room, asking the questions, answering those questions right away, not waiting until you can get a meeting with somebody to ask those questions. When those questions come up, we're right there to answer those questions. So it's, I think it's a really valuable thing. So come and check it out. I posted provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. That's the website where you can go and get more information. Excellent. Yep. And uh, I plan Great to be there too. Kind of get plugged into a, a group of like-minded entrepreneurs who are at a similar point in their journey. There's just an intrinsic value to that, that you have to be there and experience it to really understand. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and it's, it's a great way to uh, to get that list of ASINs rock. And we saw in real time, people, this the light bulb moment, because this business really kind of is a, there's a, like a switch that gets flipped at some point and suddenly you see testworthy inventory everywhere. But until that switch flips, you kind of struggle. And a lot of people think the switch is flipped, but it hasn't. But once it does, it's just off to the races. And it, you'll know it's happened when your challenge is I got to find more money because I'm finding winning inventory everywhere. <laughs> it's like, it's everywhere. How much time can I spend actually shopping and buying and putting money into the system that's producing results? And uh, it, it's a point of frustration until you get to that point, but it does happen. Many, many people it happens to. And I think 2024 is going to be a real breakthrough year. Just, you know, Rob and Joy here and Matt being here. I had an interview with Kang an emerging leader on our team last week. It's a podcast episode coming out soon. I think it's coming out Thursday. So by the time people hear this recording, it will already be out. Look for one of the last episodes of 2023 where I interview Kang. And we spend the first you know, half hour, maybe even 40 minutes, just talking about how brutal the year 2023 was for him. Personally, huge loss. I'm not going to get into the details. He shares this story, very poignant story. But he enjoyed ridiculous growth in his business, $3 million business that he doesn't touch. He's got a small team running every detail of it. A couple people in his warehouse, a couple virtual assistants, $3 million OA replens. We're going to be showing you guys the software that he's got that does all that. But just to show you what's available, what's possible, this works. Hundreds of students interviewed on our podcast leaving behind their careers, paying off debt, getting into this business, scaling slowly, building beautiful businesses. Hundreds of them will be at our event in Orlando in May. Uh, there's something really special brewing for 2024. I've been praying about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been connecting the dots. We've been putting the right people in the right place. It's going to be a huge year. This is a community to pay attention to. Um, the momentum is just palatable. And that's, you know, as kind of the director of a community, the guy who's kind of keeping his thumb on the pulse, that's something I'm always looking for is momentum. Where's the negative momentum? Where's the positive momentum? There are so many positive things happening in this community right now. I just, I'm so excited. Now's the time, you know, if you can do it 
well, it's a tax deduction. Get coaching before the end of the year. <laughs> Call the coaching office and get that taken care of because you get that 2023 tax deduction. That right now, as we're entering into a new year, man, that's the great time to get going with a mentor coach who can help you navigate all these incredible opportunities. A podcast I recorded today, Robin, Joy, and Matt don't even know this. It's 19 new modules that are coming to the Proven Amazon course in the first few weeks and first couple months of 2024. Some of them are brand new opportunities that tack on nicely to what we teach here. Others are updates, revamps of stuff that we already do, that we already know, love, and trust with just a couple little tweaks to improve it and modernize it. That course is always being updated. So maybe the lowest level commitment you can make is get into the Proven Amazon course. 39 bucks a month gets you everything that's there, the library that's there, plus all the coming improvements. But I don't want to launch into commercial mode, but I'm just so proud of what we're able to do. I talked to a university today. Uh, Missouri State University has an entrepreneurship program. Part of the required course curriculum is several of the modules from the proven Amazon course. And I was getting an update from the guy that runs that program today. I was on the phone with him, said it's going great. Talking about all the great ideas they've launched, all the students that are excited. Some of them are in our Facebook group, actively participating, building great businesses. I love the merging of the old school, you know, business university setting with some of this cutting edge business building warrior stuff. It's just so exciting. Just another little thing. I want to be in 50 universities, right? Right now we're just in a few handful, but the future is bright. A lot of good things happening and um, love working with great leaders like, like Matt and Robin Joy who are here with us. So take advantage of it. I just wanted to ask, I guess, since we're kind of on the subject anyway, it's something I've been thinking about. Can you go over maybe pros and cons, uh, cost analysis, whatever you want to throw in there as far as um, if somebody was thinking about doing either coaching or the um, zero to 100 ASINs, you know, which which is, you know, if somebody's looking at the two options, what might be uh, the pros and cons, the benefits of each, you know, that sort of thing. That's what I call a softball. I'll do, I'll go ahead and throw that one over to Matt because he's going to have fun with this one. I, I wanted to tear into that one so bad. <laughs> I'll well, give it to you. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, you know, I think pros and cons. The con, if you're just trying to go to the workshop, is you're waiting until May to start taking any action. And that's uh, almost six months. We could have a beautiful business built and a great foundation by then, and you could be taking it to the next level once you get to the, the workshop and that conference. Uh, one thing that we did notice is the majority of the students that attended were coaching students, and that had a huge impact on them being able to carry the momentum from the workshop into their business. So what I was actually going to propose to Jim this week is let's create a combo situation where we can put you in coaching right away and then also have you come to the workshop and the conference. And that way we get the best of all worlds. So I think that is definitely the best idea, the best option, no matter who you are. Now, if you're limited on time and you're not able to get in there and start working with somebody right away, then ramp up and get ready for the workshop and the conference. And essentially, that's what we're doing in that workshop. We're condensing a good portion of the proactive coaching into a couple of days, right? And we can get good momentum because it's not an hour a week or two hours a week. It's eight hours a day for two days. So we can really compress the time and get a lot more done a lot faster in that scenario. But there's really no substitute to having somebody in your corner every step of the way. 
And when you do become a coaching student in this community, you're getting a ton of access. A lot of the things that you're already paying for month to month anyway, like the Proven Amazon course, are included in coaching. So if you think it's going to benefit you at any point down the road, chances are you're doing yourself a disservice not getting the help up front. And as soon as you can, because that's when it's most critical. But I think definitely uh, the sooner you can get somebody in your corner, uh, the better. And that way, start with the coach now. You'll have the excess funds to pay for the additional workshop in May when the time comes for that as well. There's just so many ways to skin the cat around here. Yeah, that's true. Can I add something to that too, Matt? Um, The workshop is definitely not a replacement for coaching. Coaching can be a lot higher level than what that workshop is. It's a great way to get started and move quickly and be able to not have to wait, you know, a week between question and answer and stuff like that. It helps people get on a path that they're planning on uh, more predictably right away. However, Matt's right. Getting started in coaching doesn't replace needing the workshop or going to the workshop and getting that plan built for you and having the camaraderie of those other people in the room. So Brian and I have, just so you know, we have committed to coaching. We don't do as much one-on-one coaching as we have done in the past. We've got a team of coaches that coaches most of the, the clients that come to us. But if you go to the workshop, if you commit to the workshop, Brian and I have committed to do personal coaching with you with us personally, if that is what you want to do, we will be your coach if that's what you would like to do and you're committed to coming to the uh, workshop as well. Or if you come to the workshop and you decide to have coaching after that, we will also be your personal coach if you would like it for us to. That's a huge value. Yeah, because you guys, your schedule, and this happens so often, you know, from my vantage point, I've seen this happen dozens of times, more than that, actually, over the years. We've been doing coaching 20 years. So we have a new student who comes in, confused, newbie, scared, timid. They start to build some momentum. Next thing you know, they're a success story on the podcast. Now they're a leader. Now they're a coach. Now they're a popular coach. Now their schedule's full. Now they're a coaching team leader and they're not taking students anymore (laughs) because it's just like, that's the curve. We've seen it so many times. And so Robin Joy, what you're saying is one of the ways to get you as the coach, because your schedule is packed, you and Brian is go to the workshop, provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. And then if you want to coach on top of that, you guys will be coaching. I love that offer. I had no idea that was in the works. And Matt, I love your idea. Absolutely love. Anytime we combine things, like I'm sitting here saying, yeah, let's throw in free admission to the conference too. I mean, if people want to sign up for coaching now and the workshop, give them a discount, give them free admission to the to the event. Because as, as Matt said, we're talking May 23rd through 25th of 2024. That's our conference, the Proven Conference. Absolutely want to be there for that. The two days prior to that at the same resort, right at the same location is this workshop. So if you want to do all of it, of course, we're going to take good care of you. Just call the coaching office, set up a call and get in there and say, hey, what's the deal? I want to, I really want to do this right. And uh, I'd love, trust you guys, respect what you're doing here. If you're new around here and that feels like a sales pitch, don't don't do any of it. (laughs) Listen to our podcast, (laughs) you know, give us a call, have a friendly conversation, see if we're real, take your time, listen to some of the hundreds of success stories from our students. You'll come around. We've learned that over time. We're not here to try to pressure you or push anything on you, obviously. But I know Renee's been around a while. He was ready to hear all that, and he's going to make a good decision, probably give Matt a call and, and figure it out. 
wanted to talk about or ask a question about testworthy ASINs. And um, in fact, that box was, was, you know, 40 something pounds worth of testworthy ASINs. And I don't know if, if I'd have something, the common scenario or it's not the common scenario, but a lot of ASINs that I send in, I shouldn't say a lot, a good portion of the ASINs, ASINs that I send in to test, by the time that things get checked in, Amazon's on that listing. And so in most of those, I'm not able to compete, and most of us can't compete when Amazon's on that listing. If they're occupying the, the buy box, you know, it's, it's hard to get it. I actually got them where they were 100%. I actually sold one, and you mentioned this, I think, in a post recently, where I actually sold one, and they had the buy box. And as soon as I sold that, their price came down. Coincidence, I'm sure, but it was, it was interesting to see that I grabbed one, and I felt a victory in that. Is there a way to kind of not, not, you know, the idea is that at least you try to break even. Is there a way that whether it's waiting it out or whether it's, you know, there's identifiers out there that, you know, this might be something Amazon jumps on, uh, but something that when it is time to say, okay, I'm going to cut my losses and go, that I can cut my losses and go, whether it's, is it recalling the inventory and selling it elsewhere? You know, what's, what's a, a good strategy or path on how to deal with that? Well, the, the premise of your question is that you've done absolutely everything you can to do your homework properly. Right. And then for some reason, every, a, a lot of the stuff you send in, Amazon jumps on it as soon as it goes in, which is a pretty rare condition. I don't hear that a whole lot. Now, Amazon does jump on stuff all the time that we're selling. But if I look far enough back on the Keepa chart, they've been on and off that thing consistently. It's pretty yeah. rare for me that the past two-year history is Amazon-free. And then I send something in and Amazon jumps on it. Doesn't happen all that often. It does happen sometimes. But I can tell you the vast majority of things that Amazon jumps on, they jump off of pretty quick if they just recently jumped on it. So this is why we say test one or two units. And this is why we say, hey, make sure the buy box is a break even for you. Because then that turns very quickly into one of two scenarios. I'm either going to wait it out and see how I do against Amazon, which... I would say 15% of my inventory, I'm selling right alongside Amazon, happily doing great. I mean, I've posted several examples in the past two weeks alone of ASINs that I'm sitting on well above Amazon. And typically Amazon's kind of coming and going. Some of my favorite ASINs, Amazon comes and goes every few days, run outs. They bring in a bunch, they sell them low, they sell out. Giving that ASIN a nice big boost in the algorithm where a lot of customers are seeing it. And then Amazon sells out. Here I am priced way above them picking off a sale every few weeks, every few days, boom, boom, right? So just because Amazon shows up doesn't mean it's bad news. I reject that premise. If Amazon's coming and going, that's one of the most beautiful ASINs you can ever be on. But if yeah, Amazon goes out and buys 30,000 units and undercuts everybody. Those. What, sorry? Those, those, I do have some of those and those have been successful. I've been able to, to well above the buy box of when course. they come and going uh, throughout. Yep. Whether I love that. Good or not, it's, it's, right. it's when they're coming. So up. I would say we don't have enough data yet to give you any advice unless Amazon has swooped in and they've been there at a low price for a month and they don't say, have the appearance of going anywhere. And you've got to now drop your price on your handful of test units or the handful of units you had left of that ASIN. Because again, just today I was on the call with somebody who swore inside and out that they understood the system to a T. 
And they said, well, I sent in 30 test units and then someone came in and undercut the, I'm like, 30 test units? <laughs> Who told you to do that? No, one or two test units. And then you determine the pace. And now you've never got more than a few weeks or a month's worth at the most. So then it's just a matter of going and finding more ASINs. Okay, that was a that was a break even. Bring it back, sell it on eBay, give it away as a Christmas present, right? Because your worst case scenario, if you're doing it right, is break evens. Occasional losses, break evens, or winning. When you're doing it right, that's what you should be seeing. So if Amazon's hopping on it, okay, you bring those two ASINs back. You wait, or you just wait it out. After six weeks or so, you drop your price and you get rid of it, right? Amazon, in other words, is just another seller. It makes literally no impact whatsoever on my decision-making process to see Amazon show up on an ASIN. They're just another seller. The only thing, the only thing that I think maybe uh, is a positive indicator that, whoa, this thing might be about to light up. Amazon seeing indicators that I can't see. So the fact that they're on it, I'm going to pay a little more attention to it. I'm probably going to be back because every bit as often as Amazon goes in deep over a long period of time, they come in and they kind of choppy appear, go away, appear, go away, appear, go away. And if you can just sit at a nice high price on those, that's cash because Amazon's boosting in the algorithm and then they're vanishing without any inventory. Love seeing those. So I love seeing Amazon show up on our ASINs, actually, because most of the time it turns into one of these choppy, you know, here's some orange, here's some clear, here's some orange, here's some clear on the keepograph. And those are beautiful. And the, Amazon abandons ASINs all day, every day, just as fast as they jump on them. So, you know, don't, it, it's interesting to me and Robin Joy, you'll probably echo this sentiment, having coached a lot of people, uh, pretty much all of these like fear trigger points are actually opportunities once you've seen enough of them over enough period of time, like, whoa, price tank. Hello. That's an opportunity for a branded bundle. That's an opportunity for me to go ahead and buy up that inventory because I know it's still going to be hot six months from now and I'll be the only one selling it. I'm not going to send it in right now against 380 other sellers. What I will do is pay attention to that listing, buy it, hold it six months, guaranteed cash. But most people just think, oh no, I've got a bunch of people selling the same thing I am. That's terrible. And they sell all their inventory at a loss. There's opportunity in every opposition point of this business. Yeah. Okay. And then, and I think that, I mean, part of it confirms what my, some of my thoughts, but I, I also don't have <laughs> fully formed thoughts on a lot of it. So the price was a good profit before they came on. And so I, I haven't wanted to, to drop my inventory price. And I think we all kind of have a little battles with the competitive price periodically and, and Amazon jumping on can affect that, but I've just waited out most of the inventory so far but most of that inventory where they've, they've hopped on hasn't been in inventory more. It, it's been a month, a month and a half. Yeah. Um, how, how many units do you have only, approximate? I have about in stock. I have about 40. Okay. Most how many times, how, how long had you been testing that? I haven't, I haven't really tested much more. How many than units it. had you sold before Amazon came on the scene? Any? Some of those are uh, some of those I've I've sold one. If I, I'm not testing more than one to three items every time, so sometimes I've sold zero, sometimes I've sold one. I mean, it's, it's okay. Kind of, I want to make sure I'm clear with my questions on this particular ASIN. I'm talking about one ASIN right now that yeah. Amazon has come on, and the one that we're talking about, and kind of t in your word, I, I've sold one price. of my three. How many units of that particular ASIN did you have at Amazon? 
You said I had 40? three. I had three units at a, at Amazon. Okay. What did you have? I forty sold of? one before they came on. What the number forty? Help me. I'm just trying to paint a clear picture because I'm getting a little fuzzy on what we're talking about here. So forty. You had forty. What? I, I thought when first you said how many ASINs do I have? I mean, how many? Yeah. So, so I was answering you. You're selling against 40 ASINs. You don't have 40 units of anything. No, I, I thought you were saying overall, like what's my yeah. pile? Good. Okay. I've got a clear picture now. You've got about 40 ASINs. You've got a handful of each. Amazon has come in and, and seemingly chopped the price on some of them. So what you do is you move away from the ASINs that are getting chopped and you go find more ASINs <laughs> because you're doing everything right. Some of them you're going to break even. It happens. You might Just take a little loss. It happens. There's nothing you can do to predict if Amazon's going to show up or not. There's nothing you can do. Okay. Then you just can watch, learn. Um, watch how long you've had it out in the warehouse at some point, either bring it back or mm-hmm. I mean, if it doesn't go down yet, but you, you know, it looks, I see you suspect it might just recall it, hold it, wait, and then recall it and wait or sell it at a slight loss is my preferred strategy. I don't want to have a bunch of stuff in my warehouse that I can't move. Okay. I, it, 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 the way I play the game is if I can't sell it at a, at a profit, I'm going to sell at a loss, get my cash back and go find more winners because there's so okay. many winners out there. Zero emotional investment in any of the ASINs that we sell. <laughs> Zero emotional attachment. None whatsoever. Just move on. Go find 50 more good ASINs in the next few days. Just, you know. Here's the on. mantra when you're finding tests. Some will, most won't next. And you just keep churning through. Some will, most won't next. Yep. Yep. That's good because it's easy to find examples of ones that didn't win. You just want to minimize your investment in those. Yeah. And, and I, and I that, that's, that's the strategy I, I use. I just don't know when it's going to, when, when I, I'm looking at a, you know, a, a 20% profit uh, or um, ROI on it and then selling it off where, you know, even slightly above their price, but at the, at the Amazon price. And now it's a 20% loss. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough decision to make on, on that number. So I was just I'm, part of it. I'm just wanting to hear, you know, Hey, the best strategy at some of these is just to cut your losses instead of just break even. Sometimes it's cut your losses. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to start paying long-term storage fees? Wait for the price <laughs> right. to come back up, which isn't a good play. Yeah. But a lot of it too, could be, you, you know, you're, you're, you're playing on, I, I'd be curious anytime I see patterns, like people will say literally absolutely everything I send in price tanks with 50 other sellers. As soon as it lands, I'm like, all right, time out. How are you finding these ASINs? Oh, I'm on a buy list program that sends me a list every day of everything that's on sale at, you know, Kroger or whatever. I'm like, okay, now we found the problem. <laughs> it's like, you're doing the exact same thing. A whole bunch of other people are doing every single day. You need to mix it up. So get a, get off the beaten path a little bit. Get off into the weeds a little bit. You know, don't do the same things everyone else is doing to find your ASINs. You've got to you've got to mix it up. You know, regional stores versus national chains, websites that are off the beaten path a little bit, brands you've never heard of, that kind of thing. There's plenty of low hanging fruit in every Walmart in the U.S. But if I've only got two hours to source, I'm not heading to my local Walmart or Target or Kroger. I'm heading to a store where I can't read because it's no English on any of the labels. And like, <laughs> there's one of them in town. It's owned by a family and like almost none of the, nothing in that store is even on Amazon yet, but a handful of them are and they're, they're great replants, right? Like get off the beaten path a little bit. There's opportunity everywhere when you just kind of move away from, and those are some of the best long-term ASINs for us too. 
there's opportunity in every Walmart. Don't get me wrong. But if you're doing the same thing, like, you know, Walmart grocery and that's it, you're going to run into a lot of people easily sourcing what you, what you find and possibly tanking your price or Amazon hopping all over it. Yeah. You can relate it to fishing, Brent. You know, if you go to the stocked pond, you're probably going to catch some fish, but you're never going to get anything that exciting and you're never going to get that many. But if you work a little harder and get off the beaten path to that spot behind you there, now we've got a better chance of finding some trophies or getting into a honey hole where we can't even reel them in fast enough. Yeah. The unique relationships and brands that want to work with you exclusively. And remember, replens is the introductory level. And once you systemize it, there's plenty of money out there. There's there's people in our community right now finding 10, 20, 30, 50 testworthy ASINs every day, testing against them. 10, 12 of them turn out to be total bombs. Maybe they lose a little, little money on some of them. 10, 20 of them turn out to be break-even. 10, 20 of them turn out to be cash cows for the next several weeks or months, making them money. And it, that's the churn. You scale that up, man, you've got a, you've got a great foundation, but that's the, that's the business. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. Any of us can say, you know, did you have any losers this week? Yeah. All of us did. (laughs) Glad I wasn't, you know, 80 units deep. I had two to recall or I had two to drop the price and sell. And then all the rest is where I'm making my money. I hear you. I see you. Yeah. Thanks, Erica. What's on your mind? Thank you. You, you, um, you blessed me with this course some time ago and I went in and started listening to the recordings. And at the time my brain was so overwhelmed with so many other things going on that I didn't understand. Can you, in a nutshell, explain to me what we're doing? Because someone mentioned, okay, do you have anything in your home that you can sell to start pulling some things together, maybe posting on Amazon? But if I don't go that route, I don't understand replans. Can you tell me basically what a person does after they create their Amazon account? Sure. Well, thank you. There's a great question, Erica, and I love this. This will probably be on the podcast because it's a nice softball question, a topic I love to talk about. I'm new. What should I do here? It, it sounds like at some point we we gifted you the proven Amazon course, which you'd love to do from around here from time to time. That's awesome. I love doing that. But and what do I do? Thank you. Thank I'm new. you so yeah, much. absolutely. God bless you. And I hope it serves you very well. We've got, I would say, close to 45 or so different strategies for making money on Amazon contained in the proven Amazon course library. You get access to all of them day one, which can be overwhelming. It's kind of like signing up for, let's say Netflix was full of all the best movies ever. <laughs> it's, it's obviously not. Let's say it was like all stuff that you want to see eventually, but only some of it would make sense to you now. Over time, you're going to need some of the other stuff. It's like a library of content. Some of it's too advanced for you. Some of it, but you get access to all of it day one and you pay monthly and it grows with you. You're getting paid to learn. You're getting, you're earning while you learn. Where do you start? We start 99% of all new students with replens, which isn't selling stuff around your house necessarily, although that's not a bad way. It's not the worst way to have your first transaction on Amazon. You don't want to stay there. You don't want to get into yard sale, bargain hunting mode. Like it's not eBay. We're not talking about eBay right now. That's great to flip stuff on eBay. Some people make a lot of money doing it. We sell a lot on eBay. Very different from from Amazon. On Amazon, you want to start to learn the replens system. And that's helping fill the underserved shelf space or what we call finding testworthy listings. So you want to start learning the replens system. Start off with Amazon 101. 
if you go to the getting started tab, right inside of the proven Amazon course, there's a tab getting started. You click on that. It's going to tell you what I'm telling you right now. Get into Amazon 101. Once you've completed that, get into the replenishable training, which by the way, both those modules are being revamped right now. They're both awesome. We're just updating them a tad, adding a little bit more to the end of those modules for clarity's sake. So in early 2024, like January, 2024, you're going to see both those modules updated. But go through them now, go through them again then. They're fantastic content. After you've gone through those, you're going to get into Keepa training. We call it our advanced Keepa training, which helps you recognize a good test-worthy ASIN from one that's probably a waste of your time. So you're making safe bets. But it's not so much about selling stuff around the house. It's not an Easter egg hunt looking for inventory. It's not looking for bargains and discounts and closeouts. No, it's none of that. It's far more of a system. It's far more sustainable. You can outsource every aspect of it. It's a real business. It's not a scavenger hunt. I told the story earlier of someone on our team who now has a sellable asset doing this business. He's got a $3 million business, great margins. He doesn't have to touch it, doesn't have to look at his statistics. Whole team runs it. He could easily turn that business over to somebody else doing what I just described, filling the underserved shelf space at Amazon. You're not looking for discounts. You're not looking for random widgets you can sell and hopefully make a little cash. You can do that on Facebook Marketplace. You can do that on eBay. This is different. So to repeat myself, Amazon 101, then the replens course, then the advanced Keepa. And from there, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What questions do you have based on that, Erica? That's very helpful. I wrote those down. Once I watch those episodes in the training, do I am I then ready for the Kickstart four-week training? Uh, you're ready for Kickstart at any point in time because what Kickstart is, okay. it's for people who have the proven Amazon course. And now they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, I want to go through these initial few steps with a group of people instead of doing it myself. I don't want to be intimidated by these molehills that feel like mountains. I'd rather just okay. do it with a group. Some people get stuck, for example, just getting signed up for an Amazon seller account. Yes, I wanted like, to wait, ask about that. They need I my ID? Ask. I'm freaking out. I got yeah. a video call? What? What's up with that? Like, okay. And we it, can, right, Jim, we, I have the personal Amazon account, but I, right. I didn't have the LLC yet. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to learn more about the course so that I can determine what to name my LLC. Sure. And I, I think I need to watch those three episodes first. Before those will I, help. I but the, the name of your LLC and the name of your Amazon seller account are, are not not important really in the long not important you can change your amazon account name as often as you'd like name your llc something meaningful to you that will still be meaningful to you you know many years from now but i know people with 50 llc's yes exactly also i think amazon asked was asked someone said amazon asked for utility bill to confirm your address is that typical yeah okay just want to confirm that it's really you and one of the things that gets a lot of people snagged up and they panic and freak out and say i've been suspended i haven't even sold anything yet well they temporarily suspended your account because the driver's license picture shows a different address than the utility bill that you sent them and they want them to match right so that's why they suspended your selling privileges temporarily until you show matching you know proof of address on a bill right so it's those little things that feel big when you're trying to get signed up, that's the advantage of going through Kickstart is you're going to have a group of people you can go through that process together instead of bringing up issues that, you know, we've got thousands of people that are running very robust businesses and we love newbies around here. But how many times do we have to say, what's the acronym FBA even stand for? Like, you know, I've been doing this 14 years. I've probably answered that question 8,000 times. It's better for us to just put people in a group where they can kind of go through that process together and get those little questions answered, you know, instead of being intimidated and nervous to ask, 
So that's what we created Kickstart. This is great. I'm I'm grateful to be a part and I look forward to learning. I think maybe that just wasn't my time and now it is my time. So Absolutely. thank you very much. Yes. Yes. All in good time. Life has seasons. I've come to really respect and appreciate the fact that life just comes at us in seasons and it's not the right time for everything, but especially you when you're with- praying, <laughs> especially yeah. oh. when you're praying, yes. <laughs> then you're like, okay, God, I just have to go with the flow. That wasn't the time, even though I had more money then and I'm not working now and I have less money, but I just have to trust that that was the season. My brain is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. I, I love that. Yeah. Bless one of my favorite you. scriptures is be still and know that I am God. Like oftentimes we just fill our head with a swirl of like a thousand things. And all God wants us to do is just be still and listen for a few minutes. <laughs> right. That's right. Brings That's in clarity. Right. Be patient. Right. We want to go so fast. I think our culture has done that to us. Um, no, take your time. We love the one of the things around here is slow and steady wins the race. You know, slow progress in the right direction, that that trajectory is far more meaningful than like, what did I achieve today? I got to check the boxes. No, why are you heading in the right direction? That's a theme around here. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.